This episode is brought to you by JScreen. Help prevent cancer and genetic diseases in your family. JScreen now offers CancerGen, a state-of-the-art test that analyzes the BRCA genes and over 60 other cancer susceptibility genes. This test can be life-saving. And JScreen's ReproGen test screens for over 200 genetic diseases such as Tay-Sachs and cystic fibrosis. Genetic testing for reproductive risk can save your baby's life. Both tests are done confidentially from the comfort of your home on saliva and telehealth genetic counseling is included. Visit jscreen.org to request your screening kit and claim $50 off either of these tests, Reprogen or CancerGen, with the code JLP50 at checkout at jscreen.org. Offer expires 12 2021 and applies to those residing in the U.S. This episode is brought to you by Meet to Marry. If you're sick of attracting the wrong people, wasting time on dead-end relationships, and wondering how other areas of your life can be so great while your dating life is so, well, uh, disappointing, then it's time to try a radically new approach to call in the loving, lasting, healthy relationship of your dreams. Start doing that today by signing up for the free masterclass, the five powerful shifts to quit attracting the wrong men and finally summon your soulmate at meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. That's meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. Jewish Money Matters episode 209, why and how to give Hanukkah guilt. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Happy Friday. Black Friday, y'all. I... Hope you got a chance to hear my perspective on sales, (laughs) or rather how to decide if one can afford something when it could be on sale or not. I talked about that on my newsletter earlier this week and also on my Instagram and I think even inside my Facebook group, Jewish Money Matters. If you're not following me in either of those places, um, I suggest you do. If you wanna be part of my newsletter, um, just send out, just click the link, jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash newsletter and you'll be right in there. And of course, to be inside the Facebook group, you just have to request access inside Facebook, um, Facebook group, Jewish Money Matters. So today, in lieu of an Ask Yael, well, it's really an Ask Yael, because what I want to do is I want to address a question that I get every year. I've gotten this question so many times, and that is how to give Hanukkah guilt. Um, So many of you have uh, heard me speak before about the reason we give guilt as in money. Um, And a lot of times, then then the following question is, well, how do we do it? So I'll address the why here. So why do we give guilt as in money, not chocolate, although chocolate is great too, as we all know, um, on Hanukkah. And then how do we do it? I'm going to give you a few ideas on how to do it. And I hope this helps you this year. And please drop me, leave me a DM on Instagram at Jewish Latin Princess and let me know if you'll be giving guilt and how you're choosing to give it. Or you can always email me, Yael at Jewish Latin Princess. I'd love to know. You can also leave a review on iTunes and that would really make my Hanukkah. Here we go, ladies. Happy Hanukkah and Shabbat Shalom. Hi 
everybody. I wanted to talk about Hanukkah guilt. I get a lot of questions on what are some ideas on how we give Hanukkah guilt. And so I wanted first to talk a little bit about the why and then give you some ideas on the how. How do I do it? And some of the ways I've done it in the past. But first, let's talk about, okay, the idea right behind it. I know there's a lot of people in America, especially who give gifts on Hanukkah. And while, you know, there's really nothing wrong with that, it really is not some it's it's not a Hanukkah tradition. Like if we look at the word gelt means money in Yiddish. The, that is the custom. The custom is to give gelt to give money. And um, the question is, let's start with the why, right? What is the difference between giving our children money uh, or as opposed to a bike or a scooter or an electronic? You know that money is going to be used perhaps for that anyway, right? Well. You know, aside from the fact that we don't want to be shopping this time of year, <laughs> um, where everybody's like crazy, although Hanukkah's a little earlier this year, so it might be fairly easy, but there is there's a deeper message here. There's a deeper, deeper intent. Um, and I'll start with the following anecdote um, that a friend of ours shared uh, a while ago, and it's always stayed with me. And this happened when his son was about two years old. Um, he took him to a doctor, a Jewish doctor. And for whatever reason, during that visit, this doctor happened to have put his hand in his pocket and pulled out a dollar um, or whatever amount of money it was. And this cute kid immediately seeing the, the dollar bill in the, the, the doctor's hand just pointed to the bill and said, tzedakah, tzedakah. And later on, this doctor related to the parent that since the day I saw your child's concept of money is tzedakah, my entire view of money changed. And, and you think about that story, it's like, talk about a financial education or rather a Jewish financial education, like right there in its most pristine form. Why? Because here's the deal. We give guilt on Hanukkah really in order to teach our children about tzedakah, right? Which is, you know, often as we've talked about here before, it's often translated as charity, but really is, that's not the right translation. It's righteousness, it's uprightness. It's it's the just thing to do, right? We are partners with God. We have, and we, and, and we are fiduciaries of that God-given resource. And there's ways in which we um, execute on that partnership, one of them being giving. So, how is this all connected to Hanukkah itself? And this is a very um, cool insight, and it helps us understand, really get to the why, okay? During the time that the land of Israel was under the dominion of the Syrian Greek Empire, what did we fight for? What, is, what, did, what was the Jewish fight about? It really was about preserving a commitment to Torah as God's wisdom, as something that is divine, not just a text with cultural and philosophical worth, which was completely okay with the Greeks, right? That that was all fine. The thing that really was not okay is this commitment to something that was holy, that was divine, that was coming from a, from, from a higher source, right? Which, of course, we know that's what Torah is. It's not just a book of history. It's not just a moral code. It's not just a philosophy. It's God's essence and wisdom. And so the primary message that this wisdom that Torah introduces, not the primary message, well, I would say a primary message, let's say, that Torah introduces to the world is that godliness is inseparable from the physical world, right? That they're one and the same. Now, if we think about money, money is very easily separated 
um, conceptually from that divinity, right? From, because so money is the epitome of physicality and it could be absolutely self-serving, right? The connection of that money has to God, its source is very concealed, so concealed that we can very easily assume that the money that we make is rightfully ours. But the Torah teaches us, obviously, to view money distinctly differently. Money is actually a clear, if not the clearest example, like if we flip it, the paradigm of the inseparability of the physical world from God at source. Not only is the money not rightfully ours, but God is entrusting us with this money to improve his world in the ways that he prescribed, right? There's so much that we do with this money. Now, by giving tzedakah from that money, we reveal that inherent godliness in the money, right? We're fulfilling our mandate to reveal the essential, the essential unity of God and his world. So now we can understand why the money and Hanukkah, because Hanukkah was everything opposite that, everything counter this idea, right? So on Hanukkah, we give guilt, not because of the dollar bills per se, but really like the story of the child and the doctor, it's because of what the money represents. So after we give our money guilt, right? What do we do? We immediately help them separate miser, the minimum 10% of the money that will then be designated to tzedakah as mandated by Jewish law. And our children just from a very young age then learn that the money is elevated through this mitzvah of giving, this mitzvah of charity, of it's not charity, but tzedakah, right? Or like my friend's child, that really the money's inherent purpose and it's it's raison d'etre, as they say, is really it's tzedakah. It's, it's the giving, it's the elevation, it's the using it in a way that God, that we're partnering with God as God's agents. Um, so that is the why behind it all. And if we think about the, the word Hanukkah itself, which is connected to the Hebrew word chinuch, education, now we start, now everything starts making sense, right? Like what we're, if we're, if we're giving our children a toy or a gift or something else, it's almost like we're missing the opportunity for all this education. That is exactly what needs to be happening on Hanukkah due to what I just explained. The, the, the Hanukkah experience was contrary to this this Jewish truth, this Jewish way of life, this Jewish perspective, right? So really, it's I like to think about it as considering guilt and the experience of giving guilt and 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 the the, the tithing, the tzedakah from it, really giving our kids the gift of a financial education, really starting to shape that Jewish financial education. So now, how do we do it, right? Like we get the why now it's okay. So give me the how, like, how do you actually do it? Yeah. So I'm going to give you five ideas, five different ways. And I'm sure there's more. And I'd love to hear in the, in the comments of anybody, you know, what's been your experience. That's always fun. How do you do it? Um, it's a good starting point. I hope to, you know, get your creative juices flowing and you could do any of the following, or maybe even a combination of the following. Okay. Number one, I think one of the things you could do is you could match the dollar amount to the number of nights. So let's say you choose a dollar amount of a dollar to simplify things, right? If you were to do a dollar per number of night, right? Then your kids will be getting $36 over the entire Hanukkah each Q1. 
kid, right? So if you were to do $10 per number of night, then your kids would be getting $360 over Hanukkah. Um, so one, let's say you did $1. So $1 night one, $2 night two, $3, right? And so every day, according to the day of Hanukkah, or the night of Hanukkah, you would give that amount, um, whether it be a multiple, whatever the multiple, one, five, 10, whatever, whatever you choose. Okay. Another, a second way to do it is this is really fun. It could get a little expensive depending on how many kids you've been blessed with, but to match the dollar amount to the age of the child. So let's say, again, we stick to a dollar. So let's say you did a dollar per age, then your five-year-old would get $5 per night if you choose to give each night, and your 10-year-old would get $10 per night, right? And obviously, you could do it in multiples of five or $10, whatever amount you choose. Um, And evidently, you don't have to do it every night, but if you chose to do it every night, so that's kind of how it would work. Like every night, they would get an amount the, the amount of their age. So every night, the five-year-old, if it was a dollar per night, would get $5. The eight-year-old would get $8 and the 10-year-old would get $10, right? Again, it could get a little bit expensive. Now, another way to do it is, well, you just set an amount, whatever your amount, let's say you want to give them $100, $180, $36, whatever the amount, one night, like one time you give guilt one night of Hanukkah, you choose which night and you choose how much. You could also, uh, another way to do it is you, have a set amount every night, right? So you could take what I said above, what I said before, the um, number one or number two, the matching the the amount to the to the age or the amount to the number of nights, whatever set amount, and you do it every night, okay? Or whatever your amount you decide that's going to be, okay? And you do that every night. Another way, and the fifth way, um, actually, it's my favorite way, is you have a set amount and you have a bonus. You pick a night that is special, and you give a greater amount on that night. In my household and as per Chabad tradition, we give on the fifth night, we give an extra bonus. The fifth night, as you can tell, is a night where there's we're already leaning towards more light than darkness, right? There's more, more lit candles than there are unlit candles, so to speak, right? Now, what's the set amount, right? I said a set amount and a bonus. The set amount could be any of the things that I said before. And it could vary from year to year. So which brings me to an important thing that I want to say, and it is that you get to decide how much you're the parent, you're the leader of the household. There's no set rule. There's just a very important why behind this tradition. And so we understand the why, right? And therefore we structure it however way fits with our household finances. And that doesn't have to be the same every year. Not every year I give the same amount and my kids know it. We make a decision ahead of time and we look at you know, what, what the cash flow is and what, what's coming up and what's happening around us. And then we decide, like I said, some years have been more extra generous and some years have been not as generous. I always give, um, but I change it from year to year and that's fine. That's my prerogative as the parent and the leader of this household, right? Um, another thing that is important to note is like we have to remember... We have to beware, I guess, of feeling like we have to keep up with the gold scenes. I was I was hearing in another chat about like how some kids have, you know, tremendous Hanukkah geld, like tremendous amount, kid, tremendous amount of money versus what we get or that. 
and that maybe get a little competitive. That has not been my personal experience. But again, maybe I live in another type of community. I'm not exactly sure. So it's never been my experience with my kids that there's they felt like there was comparison of any type. But, you know, regardless, I think, again, as heads of household, we have to make the financial decisions that are, that are good for our household, right? We have to take a leadership role and, and, you know, have conversations with our children, open conversations about how we make those choices. And we've talked about that before. Another important thing to mention here, and a really like a really pro tip, and the reason I'm talking about this now is because a lot of people are going away for um, Thanksgiving and the banks are going to close and the whole thing is that I like to give everything in small dollar bills. Um, I think it's exciting for kids. And I also, obviously, it facilitates the tithing, the miser, right? We talk about tzedakah. That is the important lesson here. So it makes it a little easier. Plus, it makes it fun. So yes, you could get change, I guess you could other ways. But you know, once I decide my amount, uh, um, then you can head to the bank and then get your your amount of guilt that you're you're going to be distributing in smaller dollar bills. And so getting all those bills makes it really exciting for kids, but it, and it also, again, like help, helps us help them with the tithing. And then I would add also get, get some change because you're going to probably need it to calculate my, sir, you might want to have some change. And by the way, it doesn't have to be, we talked about dollar multiples of dollar or ones or tens to make it simple, right. For the examples, but really it could be a quarter a day or 50 cents a day, or like it doesn't have, again, you get to choose. You're the, you're the parent, right? Um, I got an email from, from somebody who was sharing with me today, like the cool ways that she presents the Hanukkah guilt. I think it's always, you know, sometimes some years I've been better at this than others. Maybe when the kids were younger and I had maybe, I don't know, a little more time to be crafty, but it's very nice as anything in, in, in Judaism and Torah to beautify the experience. And again, to further emphasize the importance of the guilt giving tradition, we can enhance that by using a little creativity and in the, and in the presentation, I mean, like presenting the guilt, maybe in a nice envelope or in a nice card or nice little pouches and, you know, all those things. And I'm Sure, there's tons of blogs out there that have you know tons of ideas. I used to have some in my blog in the olden days. So that's that's how to give it. I hope this is helpful. I hope this gave you ideas. And I also love to hear how you give guilt. If you give guilt, you haven't done this before and you will be giving guilt this year. I'd love to hear all about it. So let me know, reach out. And again, I hope you have a happy, happy Hanukkah. Be well. <laughs>